Welcome to Code Talk, the podcast where we discuss building code and its impacts on residents and business owners in Fairfax County. Medical gas systems are commonly used in healthcare facilities such as dentist offices and hospitals. In dealing with these critical gases, proper installation is of the highest importance since it could result in hazardous situations for patients. Fairfax County staff ensures code compliance with the design and installation of these systems. And to give us more understanding on medical gas systems, we have two guests with us today, Anthony McMahon and Aaron Morgan. They're both with the Building Division of Land Development Services. Gentlemen, welcome. Thanks for being on the uh, podcast with us today. Thanks, yeah, for, thanks having for having us. us. Absolutely. Uh, first question: Medical gas plan, medical gas plans, review and inspections. I mean, what's what's the the basic thing we need to kind of understand and know when when I say the the words medical gas plan? So we have some minimum submission requirements for medical gas plans. Um, we need we need certain information on those plans so that we can verify that information at plan review. That that plan review is done during the plumbing plan review. Um, we need individual sheets for the medical gas plans themselves. We need uh, the category of the facility on those plans. We need to know where all the devices are okay. that are in the in the facility. But these, but these are not. I mean, these are specialty kind of facilities, right? We're not Correct. talking to every yes. building that's going to have to have a medical gas plan either reviewed or inspected. Typically, it's going to be a facility where you're having an outpatient surgery done, oh, okay. or a hospital where you're having, in an area where you're having surgery, or even in the patient rooms, um, if you need it, oxygen to breathe. Um, Okay, so maybe even just regular doctors' offices may mm-hmm. could could be. They may have a room where they have medical gas. Uh, dental dental offices will have them. Okay. Yeah, we're um, seeing more and more dental offices come with uh, <clears throat> piped-in medical gas systems. Hmm. Okay. Is it common knowledge? I mean, I'm assuming if you're building a hospital or other major medical facility, you kind of know about that. But like for the private physician or dentist or whatever, you know, is it kind of common knowledge that this is part of the process they need to go through? It is not, um, and that's one reason we wanted to come and talk about it today, mm-hmm. to kind of let the small business owner, the dentist's office, the doctor's office, make them aware that there's important requirements. And it's frustrating for that small business owner. Um, they're in the middle of trying to get into business, and now uh there's these other requirements right. they weren't quite aware of. Right. Um, and unfortunately, unless their contractor has made them aware of it or right. they've come and talked to us, right. uh, th- there's no other entity unless they have a designer involved that's aware of right. it to let them know about it. Right. Um <clears throat> I got some questions, but I want to I want to go forward and then I want to come come back because okay. I want to follow up on something you just said there. Say we have the unfortunate situation: a dentist, doctor, somebody doesn't have a good contractor. They don't know about it. Maybe they go ahead and get their designs done. Uh, you know, they're well on their way, and and then it's found out that there's medical gases involved in their their building, their facility, whatever kind of what happens at that point? Um, so that's where I think uh, inspections would, uh, you know, fall into place there. 
Um, the inspector would not notice that there's, you know, the installation of uh, medical gas on site. Okay. Um, uh, uh, hopefully they would uh, identify that the work on site is not matching the plans that were reviewed through plan review. Mm -hmm. um, and the inspector would notify the appropriate parties on site or uh, the permit holder through um, our FIDO system to let them know of the process and uh, all the ins and outs of what they need to do to make their job and installation uh, code compliant. Right. And typically, they're going to have to come back and, and revise their plans to show us okay. that information okay. so that we can match the plans to what's going on on site. Okay. Correct. But at least it hasn't gotten very far down the, the path. Of, Hopefully. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, when we're talking about the requirements for these facilities. You know, we could begin talking anything from a hospital, a, a, a clinic, to a, a single doctor's office somewhere. Are the requirements for the uh, the same for for all levels of um, offices or buildings that use medical gas? So there are different requirements based on the categories. The okay. categories come from uh, the NFPA ninety nine standard. Um, and uh, the the designer or somebody involved with the project is supposed to do a, a risk assessment to determine what the category of the building is. And that based on that category, NFPA 99 tells you the requirements for the medical gas system hmm. in that building. Okay. So it's, <clears throat> it's based on the building or the so medical the, gas is being used or? The, the building... It, it, uh, the risk assessment determines the building category. There's okay. four categories. Okay. The first three are typically used for healthcare, uh, for medical gas systems, for humans. Uh, category four would be like a vet's office or something that has medical oh. gas, but oh. it's not uh, used for human use. Oh, okay. So different. <laughs> okay, I hadn't even thought about that. Different kind of actual, uh, actually different kinds of medical gases. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, when we're talking about getting somebody to, to do the design for us, and you talked about risk factors and maybe doing a risk assessment, is there maybe some guidance, some uh, common procedures, that type of thing that uh, a designer is, should look at or maybe even is required to, to look at or follow? So the, the standard uh, NFPA 99 uh, recommends several different um, procedures for doing that risk assessment. Uh, NFPA nine, uh, 555 is one of those methods, and there's mm. several others that are recommended in NFPA 99. Um, and we would recommend that the designer use one of those that the standard recommends um, to do that risk assessment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, is there a review? for the medical gas installations? That's done at plan review. So okay. During, okay. The, during the plan okay. review, gotcha. we would review their proposed work and make sure it meets the requirements in the NFPA 99. Okay. So you're, catch, you're catching it there, making sure they've got it done correctly, and then when we're doing the on-site inspections or follow-up inspections, then we're making sure it's, it's actually being done correctly or if they didn't have it on their plan and then you find it when you go out on site, Yes, they would need to correct it. Okay. Yes. What does that mean um, 
from a time standpoint, from a cost standpoint, other kind of factors, if somebody has gone through and then they maybe change their, their plans without notifying you guys and, and it's being inspected and they have medical gas but it's not on their plan, what does that do to the timeline, if you will? I mean, it's obviously a, a little delay in the uh, overall process, um, um, but it depend, it's dependent on how quickly the uh, uh, engineer architect can uh, come up with a design to incorporate it into the drawings, mm -hmm. how quickly they can uh, submit it to the county, uh, and then how quickly our reviewers uh, can uh, review that project. Mm -hmm. um, so a couple different factors in that. Um, All right. Okay. Uh, project specific, you know, yeah. Correct. and not yes. every situation is going to be, oh, that'll take three days, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, up front, information required uh, to be included in the plan sheets for medical gas? Yes. So we have, we have minimum submission requirements. Uh, we did a blog recently on uh, medical gas and we're working on a handout uh. that'll have s this information in it. Um, we need separate sheets in the plan set for the medical gas. Uh, we need the category. We need to see all of the equipment locations. We need the piping material types. So all the critical information. Uh, we need a riser diagram, two-dimensional, not three-dimensional. Hmm. Um, and we need a, a full floor plan. The room that the medical gas cylinders are stored in has to have... Uh, a rated a fire rated wall in case something happens in there it, right. it, it helps contain a fire right. um, and there's required ventilation all of those requirements come out of NFPA 99 right. okay uh, going back to inspections uh, what kind of inspection or plural inspections uh, does Fairfax County require for anyone having these medical gas systems Right, so uh, Fairfax County, we do require uh, closing inspections or concealment inspections uh, to verify the installation of the system. Um, in doing the sealing, or I'm sorry, in doing the concealment inspections, uh, we are going to be verifying a 24-hour uh, pressure test um, hmm. that's on the piping to make sure there's no leaks on the piping. Um, what that entails is uh, the inspectors will check uh, the pressure of the, the gauge that the contractor has installed. Uh, we mark the uh, gauge and then we have to come back uh, typically, you know, the next day, obviously 24 hours, um, to make sure that that pressure has not dropped, uh, which would indicate a leak. Uh, so there is a uh, certain stipulations on that. Uh, it's an additional inspection. Um, uh, and we also require uh, a final inspection at the end. Mm -hmm. Now, during these inspections, are there some things or items that inspectors are looking at or verifying that have, have done, been done or not been done, that kind of thing during? Uh, yes. So during the ins uh, inspection, uh, the inspectors are verifying that the installation matches uh, the approved plans that are on site. Uh, they're looking for the materials, uh, such as uh, what Anthony mentioned, the uh, piping, uh, any gauges, the um, uh, manifolds, something like that, uh, any the tools that were used for the installation. Um, the certain piping requires specific um, tools and means to install it uh, to prevent any debris or uh, foreign materials that would enter these um, uh, medical gas lines. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so the inspectors are there to verify that the installation is done per the NFPA 99 and that all the appropriate equipment, tools, materials are uh, being used in the installation. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Anthony, you mentioned early on that, you know, part of being on the podcast uh, today was to kind of spread the word a little bit, get more information out about medical uh, gas and the, the need for medical gas plan reviews and then, then inspections. Um, what kind of um, education, outreach, those kind of things are, are you guys looking at doing to help educate I'm assuming the contractors or the business community. I mean, who's your target audience? We, we want to anybody that's Both. that's All involved, mm. correct, yeah. uh, in the process. Um, if, if the contractor is aware of what he's supposed to do, um, then he he knows that something's not right, right in the process. Right. If something's not right, and uh, we want to be an advocate for everybody involved so that they can contact us if they need a resource mm -hmm. and, and obtain information right. or get clarification on something. Right. One of the uh, outreaches uh, that uh, Anthony mentioned earlier was coming up with uh, some sort of checklist. Uh, so we'd like to make that uh, available to the public, um, a checklist, and also um, coming up with pamphlets and just more public information that we can share to help mm -hmm. in the design and also the inspection process. Mm -hmm. Now. Is this a, a f fairly new um, thing that's, uh, you know, required for plans or being inspected? Or is it it's something that's been around but just hasn't been talked about? I mean... So the, the actual uh, requirements are not new. They've been around a long time. Um, we took a look at our procedures and, and how we were doing things and the way we were sharing information recently and, and said we can probably do a better job mm. um, to get this information out. In just kind of one of those way. things that we just hadn't really talked about a right. lot, but yeah, <clears throat> but definitely an important important topic because you I mean, that sure. has the potential to be a real safety issue. Correct. Yes. Yeah, especially for you know, like a, a dentist office or a doctor's office, oftentimes they're in uh, office building complexes with with other of the same type of um, offices that probably also have medical gas systems. So I'm assuming if you have a problem with one, that could really lead to a huge problem building-wide. Correct. Yeah. Now, can anybody um, install medical gas systems, or do you have to be a doctor or a vet, or can, can I put a medical gas system <laughs> in my house? Uh, no, so uh, not everybody can uh, install medical gas. Um, the individual who's physically installing the medical gas will need to be uh, need to provide the appropriate credentials, um, and that's something our inspectors are verifying on site. They mm -hmm. need to uh, physically present a uh, medical gas card that clearly identifies them being certified um, with the ASSE 10 uh, 6010 medical gas installer and also the uh, Brazing uh, Qualified ASME uh, IX during the time of inspection. Oh, wow. Um, so it's a little different in the trades. Um, the, somebody who is physically touching and installing the pipe needs to be uh, certified with those credentials. Okay. They can't work under somebody uh, with, that has those credentials. Oh, okay. They actually have to be credentialed. Correct. Yeah. Now, are there, I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but are there a lot of those credentialed people in Fairfax County or the region, or is it kind of a highly specialized industry that there's not a lot of that we really have to go search for somebody? 
Um, yeah, there's. Uh, we're finding uh, that there are many contractors that have the certifications. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then on the other hand, we're finding out that a lot of them um, are are installing it without their certifications. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something for the uh, business owners to be aware of, uh, and also the uh, the designers and things. Make sure they're right. you know getting the correct contractor that is installing it properly. Yeah. Well, I think one of you said early on, it's probably just a matter of, of not knowing that this is a requirement or, or that they should be doing it. So yes, not, yeah. not done intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, is Talking about that, contractors, is there a, a report somewhere the contractor needs to provide to, like, to do the final inspection for the medical gas system installation? And does that then also show this credentialing documents and those kind of things that you mentioned? Uh, yes. So uh, during the uh, final inspection, uh, we um, we used to, as Anthony mentioned again earlier, that uh, during looking at our processes and procedures, we used to uh, physically collect a uh, third-party verification form. Um, we are now accepting that form uh, online on our website um, that the third-party verifier will need to uh, submit uh, prior to a final. Hmm. Um, the third-party certifier uh, also needs to be uh, uh, certified. Uh, it's a different uh, certification. It's an ASSE 6030 uh, medical gas uh, system verifier uh, credentials that he will need to uh, provide when they submit the form. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, what that what oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. What the uh, what the what the final form indicates is that there's no uh, cross connections between the piping. Oh, okay. um, also, that the uh, it, the piping is clear and free of any debris or mm-hmm. foreign objects, um, and that the system's functioning properly. Mm-hmm. Um, they're using analyzers to check the outputs to make sure that you're getting the appropriate oxygen levels, let's say, or the nitrous oxide levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the major things about medical gas is you do not want a cross connection. And what I mean by that is uh, if a doctor turns the gas on, he thinks he's giving a patient oxygen when he's giving them nitrous oxide, it can be an issue. Uh, so that third-party verification is very, very important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I love the point about the uh, third-party verifier, and then you have a verifier of the verifier. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so yes. It's like, yeah. Yes, so, checks mean, and balances is making sure the job's done right mm-hmm. and, and uh, done safely. Um, and. You know, that's that's uh, kind of our main goal, main intent here is to educate the public. And then uh, so everybody's on the same page and and uh, and deliver a safe product. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Anthony McMahon, Aaron Morgan with us. Fairfax County's Code Talk podcast. Leave the uh, final 30 seconds or so or longer if you want. Mm-hmm. But uh, just uh, let you guys have the final final words, what uh, we need to know taking away the most important message right now when we're talking about medical gas plans and the review and the inspection of them. Medical gas is critical wherever it's used and it needs to be installed properly and uh, we're doing our best, our part to make sure that happens. Mm -hmm. And if there's any questions, comments, concerns, uh, you can look at our website, uh, fairfaxcounty.gov, land development services. uh, we'd be more than happy to you know, answer any questions that you guys have out there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 
Thank you guys for being here. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for Anthony uh, McMahon, Aaron Morgan with us on the Code Talk po- uh, podcast. And again, to find out more, go to fairfaxcounty.gov and search medical gas installations. Uh, for more on land development services, you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash land development. And if you want to call the building division, 703-631-5101. Or you can email ldsbdmail at fairfaxcounty.gov. That's ldsbdmail at fairfaxcounty.gov. Thanks again for joining us on the Code Talk podcast produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.